everyone, and welcome to the Just Get Hired podcast. I want to welcome you guys to another awesome episode of the Just Get Hired podcast. I am your host, Jessica Fiesta George, and I am so thrilled that I've been sharing episodes with you over the summer with a brand new format. So this is what I've been calling your weekly dose of hot takes, scorching conversations with top business influencers, career coaches, and a few people that you've probably seen on my show before. But we dive into the hottest topics that are hitting the workplace today, and we're serving up spicy nuggets of actionable information that you can digest with ease. And if you didn't know this, the Hot Takes Summer Series was sponsored by the Spicy Gnome Hot Sauce, which offers a flavor-packed journey like no other. So if you want to leave your taste buds and careers craving for more, don't forget to head over to thespicygnome.com and order your bottle of hot sauce today. Well, I know the summer is technically over. We just celebrated Labor Day here in the United States, but that's okay because I'm going to continue to serve up more hot takes for you throughout the year. Now, if you don't want to miss an episode, these are video versions of my podcast you can go to Spotify or YouTube, make sure you subscribe so you don't miss an episode. But if you don't have time to watch the video version, that's okay because you can listen to it on your favorite podcast platform. Well, speaking of flavor packed, today's hot take is gonna give you the secret sauce for business success, and that is investing in your people. And joining me today is Ashley Carroll. Ashley is the heartbeat of Operations House. Ashley's journey is a testament to the power of transformation and innovation in the world of small business. She's formerly an accountant, she turned COO, and she's navigated unique challenges and opportunities that businesses face. So her experience firsthand, she has been able to scale businesses from the ground up. She has an eye for potential and a force for empowerment when it comes to leveling the playing fields for individuals from all walks of life. So now she calls herself a small business confidant and chief reality officer. So I'm curious to learn more about what that is. But Ashley is all about creating an ecosystem where financial freedom and quality of life can coexist and where each team member can flourish. So our topic and her hot take is about staffonomics, investing in your people. So let's bring her in. All right, Ashley, welcome to the Just Get Hired podcast. It is so fantastic to have you here today. How are you doing? I'm great. How are you? I'm wonderful. I'm excited to have you on this show. Uh, we've been communicating on LinkedIn, so it, we made it a reality. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. No problem. Well, so you're a small business confidant and a chief reality officer. So yes. what does that mean? What is a chief reality officer? Those are very fun marketing terminologies uh, that I'm testing out right now. Ultimately, uh, to put it in terms that people are really used to hearing, I'm a COO, a fractional COO for businesses. Um, I call myself a chief reality officer because I very quickly kind of accelerated from a internal staff employee to a manager to a director to the C-suite. Um, and I feel like I have a really good pulse on the employee perspective as well as the management perspective. And so I try to tie those together in the terms of chief reality officer of, hey, I'm a, an executive level member. I have executive level ideas and pool, um, and, but I want to 
bring reality into the situation on what the day-to-day person's experience is going to be based on what those decisions are in that room. So sometimes I can find myself peeking in and here, or maybe rooms I'm not always in, finance and, and tech and things of that nature, but all from the perspective of trying to be that middle person. Well, I love the title Chief Reality Officer because this is truly reality. And so you bring the realness into the business game. So I love that so much. So our podcast topic today, we're going to talk about the secret sauce to business success, and that's investing in your people or what we call staffonomics. So are you excited? Um, Let's let's just roll into it. Absolutely. There's so much to cover. (laughs) Well, we have 15 minutes, so let's see what we can get done in this short amount of time. So why do you think it's crucial for businesses to put up as much effort into developing their employees as they do other parts of the company? Okay. So we can approach the answering that question kind of twofold. We can take it from a very financial kind of clinical perspective um, and looking at the statistics and data that companies that have engaged employees uh, show 200% increase in productivity over companies that don't have engaged employees. So, you know, we can take it from a financial uh, numerical standpoint, and we can also take it from the kind of social reputation branding, all these kind of intangible elements that companies are working much harder today to build in that if you have employees who love where they work, they're going to share that with people. They're going to brag about their job. They're going to um, post those job openings with you and try to get good employees in. They're going to hold their other team members accountable um, because they know that there's something bigger at risk. So there's many ways to approach answering that question. And I always just kind of start at uh, what's missing. Is it is it a dollar? Is it a culture thing? Um, and, and let's kind of see why we, we could pull this in for your company and what benefit it would bring. Well, definitely those two equate each other. Like they, they, you have to have culture in order to see the profit because if without the people, then we have nothing but a nice building and a nice product, but you got to have the people. That's definitely for sure. So what are three practical ways that companies can invest in their staff's growth and well-being? What have you seen worked well in your experience? Yeah, I mean, in this day and age, as a former employee, I know that dollars speak the loudest, right? So if we want to talk about the number one way, people want to get paid competitive salaries with remote culture. It's this staff member lives here, that staff member lives there. I highly, highly encourage you to create a cohesive, transparent salary and bonus structure culture, because that is just the number one way I think that you're going to keep employees around. Um, when it comes to kind of the the things that are not directly salary, um, personalized growth plans. And I know that sounds like a fancy word, but what that really means is, are you happy doing your job? What are you doing that you don't enjoy doing? What are you doing that you would love to do more of? What do you see someone else doing that you're interested in trying out? Is there something that you've seen that none of us are doing that you'd like to bring into the company and give a shot? This idea that you just hire one time for one position and you want that person to be what I call a rock star because they're amazing at what they do, but they stay in that spot like a good solid rock forever. 
Um, That's great. You definitely need those people. But sometimes people are hired into those roles and they're actually superstars and they want to be bringing new ideas in and trying new things. And so that's a very easy way to invest in people um, is just seeing how they want to grow within your company. And that's going to the ROI on you is so obvious there. Um, And then holistic well-being. I know a lot of people talk about yeah, that holistic well-being in the workplace has become such a buzzword. Right. Um, nobody wants you to buy a subscription, a meditation subscription for you, for them. Like meditation is so personal. I want to choose the voice I listen to, whatever. Go to your employees and ask what they really need. Probably what they really need is healthcare dollars, uh, time off where they actually have someone who covers their work, not just like you can go off, but then your work piles up while you're away. So like that's holistic well-being. Um, you know, if you're asking them to use their personal cell phone for any reason, acknowledging that that, that cost that they're absorbing. Um, and then when people aren't using their benefits to full extent, I don't just love if you're not taking a vacation, you need to go to that person and say, hey, I haven't seen you take a vacation in a while. Why not? That's holistic well-being. If that person is in a state of deprivation or scarcity for some reason, they're the sole breadwinner, they've got debts you don't know about, they're not going to feel comfortable taking a vacation, even if it's paid. It's not going to sit right with them. So coming at it from the whole person. So financial you know, first thing first, pay, pay people. Second thing, make sure that you're, they're not getting bored, right? And they're growing if they want to be. And two, are they taken care of as a whole individual and not just as an employee? Those are awesome um, points. And, you know, a lot of companies, they think that, you know, I'm going to, we're going to give the the employees like a pizza day. That's not taking care of your employees. <laughs> and you see it all the I time. They try to come up yeah. <laughs> They're like, we don't care about pizza parties. We want, you know, show us the money, show us, you know, um, the benefits. I love going to ask the employees what they want because, you know, we sit in HR behind a desk at a high level view thinking these are the benefits that our employees are asking us for. But did we really go and ask everyone, you know, let's be inclusive about it. You know, um, you, you hit a good point about not knowing what's behind the scenes. You know, you might have a single parent who's struggling to pay childcare or finding daycare solutions um, because now a lot of companies are wanting employees to come back to work. Um, or if people have to commute, you know, if they can take public transportation, um, you know, are you investing in maybe like a bus card or Metro card for them or something like that? So I think uh, companies really should get really creative when it comes to finding out what's important and investing um, in that way. I just want to jump in and just throw a nugget in there as a last one is right now with student loan repayments starting back up, that is such a critical thing. Um, There is actually a, uh, it was put out during COVID um, that employees can pay uh, your employers can pay your employees student loan payments 
up to $437 per month. And that is a tax-free benefit. So you could go to your employees and say, guys, $5,000 raise taxable. You're going to get whatever taxed out of it. I'm going to get taxed on top of it, you know, 8%, whatever as an employer or one-to-one dollars that money pays down your student loan debt. I mean, that's such a creative way to make such a huge impact on your team's lives outside of the office and you're saving money by not paying employer taxes. Well, that sounds like a no brainer for sure. I, you know, a lot of people probably haven't thought about that. So thanks for bringing that up. Um, Well, how can companies measure the impact that they have on their employees and the business as a whole? I mean, you mentioned the, the, student loan repayment. I think that's an awesome idea, but what are some other ways that companies can measure what they're doing? Yeah. You know, as an operator, I'm always going to have, you know, your quantitative and your qualitative factors. So, you know, from a quantitative standpoint, what are your retention rates? Um, How productive are your teams? Like looking at your uh, project profitabilities, if that's something that you do. Uh, customer satisfaction, NPS scores, right? Um, If you have your team um, putting in weekly check-ins on a scale of one to five, how happy are you? You know, all those great things that you should be doing if you're not doing. Um, And then there's also just the qualitative, like how is the vibe? Even if you're a remote team, if you guys get together, are people comfortable speaking up? Take notice of that if they're not. Um, again, with the qualitative notice, if people aren't taking week long vacations and start to think to yourself, is it because they can't afford it? You know, should I offer them one to two days off a Thursday and Friday and just say, Hey, I noticed you've been working hard. Like there comes that human capacity, like data provides so much to us, but if you just take it at data and you don't to put your human element onto it, um, you know, it's not going to take you as far. So I would say, you know, both being paying attention to the data, but both being like an empathetic and an accessible human to the people that you are in charge and in care of. Well, good. Uh, so looking ahead, what kind of changes do you foresee in the business landscape as more companies adapt to that whole holistic approach to investing in staff? Yes, I see changes in the team infrastructure. Um, And along with that, I think that's going to obviously change everybody's roles and everybody's responsibilities to each other and how they hold each other accountable, which is something I'm really seeing teams kind of be faced with for the first time. It's not as simple as CEO to COO to director to manager to employee. And, you know, that's the chain that everything goes through. With this generation of people like us who want to inject their new ideas into the room, when that becomes a space that that's available, it also becomes very important that we teach and practice holding each other accountable in a loving way, because I don't think that there's any practice for that right now. It's very much just like you're doing your job or you're not doing your job as someone who I'm managing. And I'd love to just see some more training on the future of that holistic management 
process. Um, you know, as we get to this more collaborative structure, I think we're moving towards. Well, gosh, Ashley, I can't believe our time is almost up here, but I thank you for sharing your insights, discussing the impact of a people-first organization, how it impacts the bottom line. It's not about chasing profits. It's about creating an environment where employees thrive, and it will help businesses propel forward. So we have to remember that pursuit of just business excellence. Investing in your people is the cornerstone. I think it's a win-win solution that can uplift both individuals and organizations. So Ashley, I appreciate your perspective. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me and allowing me to share it. Thank you again, Ashley, for your hot take. Like I said, it's not about chasing profits, but it's about creating an environment where employees want to thrive. And that is what makes businesses successful. So thanks, Ashley, for joining us today. Don't forget, stay tuned to Hot Takes on the Just Get Hired podcast. These episodes are going to pop up every week now for the rest of the year. So if you don't want to miss an episode, head over to YouTube and Spotify, hit that subscribe button. And then if you don't have time to watch it, that's okay. Subscribe to Just Get Hired on your favorite podcast platform. Well, if you like all of my content, head over to my website, justgethired.com. That's where you can get in touch with me. And if you want to network with me, connect with me, you can find me on LinkedIn by searching my full name, Jessica Fiesta George. And then I would love it if you head over to Instagram. If you follow me, I'll follow you back. Just Get Hired. Well, my name is Jessica Fiesta George your host of the Just Get Hired podcast. What y'all want to talk about next? I'll catch you on my next episode.